Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution, a show dedicated to helping you actually live the life that you love. I'm your host, Amrit Sandhu, international speaker, global coach, and loving podcaster. As a gift for tuning into this podcast, I have something really special just for you. My premium short course, which can teach you how to meditate in just seven days. You can download it now at www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. That's www.inspiredevolution.com forward slash learn. Learn how to meditate in just seven days. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this powerfully insightful conversation. Don't forget to hit subscribe so you don't miss any of the latest episodes launching every Monday designed to help you live the life you love and keep you inspired to evolve. Welcome to the Inspired Evolution and guys, gals, Flora Fauna of all kind. It is such a treat to be here today. We have with us Gary Douglas. Gary, how are you? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, really good. Glad to be here with you. For those tuning into Gary for the first time, he is internationally recognized as a thought leader, best-selling author, business innovator. And for me, the, the, the touch point was as the founder of Access Consciousness. Um, Access Consciousness They've developed a simple yet profound set of tools in more than 170 countries, which has contributed to changing the lives of tens of thousands of people around the world. For, Hundreds of thousands. Come on. Don't yeah, there don't, we go. Yeah. There we go. Over like at least 30 years, right? Um, he's co-authored numerous books. Um, he's an avid investor, entrepreneur. Um, and yeah, he's a vocal advocate for things like benevolent capitalism, conscious leadership, and there is so much that we can dive into today, whether it's love, relationships, money, business, aging, leadership, emotional freedom. It is, mate, it's such a pleasure to have you here. Thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. 
We were talking before that you're an honorary Aussie. So tell us a little bit about uh, <laughs> about all the okay, traveling. You know, that there, you are no, there are no alcoholics in Oz. There are only Aussies. <laughs> yeah. 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 That's how early you start. Yeah. Well, I guess everybody got here on a ship in one way or another at some point. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I came there. The first time I flew into Oz, I was you know, flying into Sydney and we hit a uh, uh, air pocket where we dropped 40 feet instantaneously. And it was like, whoa. And all the Aussies went, yahoo. <laughs> all the Americans went, ah, we're going to die. And I went, I'm in the wrong country. <laughs> you guys got it right. Yeah. yeah, that sounds very Aussie. <laughs> it's just like yeah. even the intro of the podcast. Yo, that's very much our kind of frequency. Um, so, Dane, let's, let's, uh, I'd love to get to there at some point in today's conversation, but let's maybe just open with the punchline of the joke. Like, I do have questions around what is access, access consciousness and whatnot. But let's start there, mate. Like, you know, um, you've seen a lot of life. Um, but you're still creating a lot of things and getting up to a lot of mischief over there. Me? Tell us, <laughs> yes, you uh, <laughs> tell us a little bit about, um, like, you know, I can, can you hear my doorbell? No. Oh, so it's the thing from the, from the Adams family. <laughs> I love that. Um, so in there, like, how do we get from the point of, like, you know, generally the narrative is as you get older, you kind of slow down. Yeah, that's kind of the yeah, collective belief. I'm sorry, I will not do that. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about how and why you've busted that myth. Well, primarily it's like, you know, it's like I watched, I watched people for years. I used to do all kinds of different things. And when I was working in the horse business, there was a 92-year-old man who would come to the stables climb on a four foot box, you know, a meter tall box and get on his horse, which was way taller than that. And ride down the, you know, the avenue, swinging back and forth on top of this horse. He was firm in the saddle, but he would just sway back and forth. And he was 92 years old and he would do that three or four times a week. Wow. And I went, you know, how did you get to this point? He says, I'm going to die on a horse. <laughs> I fall off the horse and crack my head. I fall off the horse and crack my head. Meanwhile, I'm riding. Mm. And I went, you know what? That's a brilliant way to look at life. You're riding. You keep on going. Never stop. Never give up. Never quit. Never give in. And then I met a 95-year-old woman when I was in the upholstery business. And she said, I want to redo my whole house. Can you help me? And I said, sure. Why do you want to redo your house? It's beautiful. And I said, she said, I'm bored with it. I've had it this way for the last 10 years and that's long enough. And it's like, I'm not dead. So I'll, I'll get, you know, I get up in the morning and I read a book and I go out and I work with the gardener for three hours a day. And then I go out to lunch with my friends and I drink wine and I have a good time. And then I come home and I would like to have a beautiful house again. It's like, this one's boring. Mm -hmm. I went, you know what? That's the way one should live. You're bored with things that have been around too long and you want to change and you want difference. And difference is one of those great gifts that we as beings have is the ability to create it, the ability to have it, and the ability to look at it and go, next. Hmm. I love that. And so what I'm hearing there is less of this um, 
not it's not a never quit attitude it's more of just a consistent curiosity a consistent openness to what's available yeah it's about you know it's about opening to different possibilities okay mm. now here can you hear me <laughs> saying something cute psychopath <laughs> my grandson when he was 2 years old i said that somebody was a psychopath and he thought that was the funniest word he'd ever heard. <laughs> he started repeating it. And pretty soon it became like part of his conversation in life. And so I had to record it and turned it into a um, Your ringtone. ringtone so that when my psychopathic friends call, I know who I'm dealing with. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Let's Most talk of my friends are psychopaths. <laughs> well, we're all kind of uh, funny in in many ways, and yes. you know one of the one of the funniest things about access consciousness um, that I guess looking from the outside in when you first touch base is this right and wrong, good and bad, pod and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Yes. <laughs> what it's is this? statement. So tell us a little bit about where this came from <laughs> well, and what it's doing. It's like I was channeling when I first started doing this stuff. And I was told that if you add this on to the end of a question, then it will clear all the reasons you have that point of view that you have with that question. And right. that's what it did. And that's what it does. And so, you know, I just, you know, you can boil it down to pock and pod that, which helps too. So mm. it's like, and if you don't understand what it says, just go, eh, that's shit Gary would say. <laughs> and, still and so how do we, how do we actually use? Well, I would, I would, ask you a question like why did you just disappear on the sound you're silent you're still silent hey i'm ryan reynolds at mint mobile we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does they charge you a lot we charge you a little so naturally when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you that's right we're cutting the price of mint unlimited from 30 dollars a month to just 15 dollars a month give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promote for new customers for limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Is that better? That's better, but you're soft right now. Yeah, so check back to that. Is that better? Are we back? Yeah, that's yeah. You're sounding more like you now. Okay, cool. <laughs> so you could ask me any question, like what happened to your microphone? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't ask that question. Sure. What, what, I, question? what I would ask is, what is it you don't really want to say that you could say that if you said it would change the entire universe? And everything that brought out, we just started on credit right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. Oh. Feel the energy moving through your body? Yeah. Yeah. 
Because what it does, it unlocks anything you've locked into place as though that's the only choice there is. It takes away the only choice system and puts in place total possibility. What choices of possibility do I actually have here that I never thought about, never realized I have? So let's go into that a little bit deeper because as you asked the question, a lot came up for me because it was a really powerful question. Um, yeah. But then in that, as, as you started to introduce this right and wrong, good and bad, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds, I could feel that my head found that a little bit slippery so I couldn't latch into a perspective. Is that? Yes. I want to get rid of your head. Ah. See, your brain can only compute what it already knows. So what we try to do with this is get rid of your computer-like systems and give you the place where you actually know. And you can have total knowing about things. And it's like total knowing is a whole different universe. You know, you ever gone out with somebody and realized you shouldn't go home and go to bed with them and you did it anyway? Uh, or am I the person who's done that? <laughs> but you're definitely not the only one that's done that. Okay, good. You know, but you knew you shouldn't go home with them, but you did anyway. And then it turned out really badly, hmm. you know, and you just went, why did I do that? Well, hmm. that's not a question. That's a accusation of yourself. Hmm. So it's like, I would choose this for what reason is a question. And if you function from question, you always have more choices. But if you, if you function from conclusion, all you do is make yourself wrong or make yourself right. And right or wrong is in the same side of the same coin. Mm. Mm. You want a different choice and a different possibility. Yeah, so I think I definitely want to talk to you about choice today, but there's something in there that you really just mentioned that um, really went up for me just then, which is, uh, so pod and pock being using that as a pattern interrupt. Um, so yeah. that energy in our awareness can rather flow rather than our head perhaps cementing yeah. and locking things down perhaps because yeah. in its nature it wants to create structures and understand patterns it's a pattern generating machine and well, we try to understand things but the thing is can you understand the weather or can you only experience it mm. yep i see what you're saying you can only experience it and if you spent your life experiencing everything instead of trying to understand it how much more of a life would you have? Mm. Yeah, you know, it's like I'm 77 plus years. And it's like, and you know, we have a castle in Italy, we have a Costa Rican resort that we're we're building. And it's mm -hmm. like, I mean, we started when the when the COVID shutdown occurred, we started building roads. <laughs> and everybody's going, Why are you doing this? You probably won't be able to get this up and running for a long time. We'll get it up. It'll be fine. Yeah. You know, but I don't have the point of view that I can't do anything. Mm -hmm. I always have the point of view of the question of how can I accomplish this? How can I do this? What else is possible here that I never considered? Mm. Yeah. And so the relationship with questions is really powerful. The thing beyond the pattern interrupt is what you're saying is in our experience, in our human and human experience, um, and, I, and I, I'm aware of just how infinite potentially our experience is, but the head finds that really slippery. Um, but then this total knowing that you mentioned before, can you tell us a little bit about, you know, we navigate our, our life with our mind a lot most of the time and it helps. It's a computer, sure. 
Um, but this essence of knowing and how deep that really goes, can you tell us a little bit? Well, about the thing is, have you ever had a clear experience of knowing that you could call somebody and find them at home? Mm. That intuitive awareness? Yeah. You would call it intuitive. I call it knowing. Because mm. I don't consider it intuitive at all. I just know that this is what I can do. With my mother, I always knew when she was home from work. And I would call her at home and she would answer the phone. She said, how did you know I was here? Did you call work? And I go, no. Just somehow I knew you were home, mom. I can feel it when you're home. You're different. Yeah. You know, and my, you know, it's like, and one of the things I realized is that I had been talking about feelings forever. But if you go from feelings to sensing, because you as a being sense things, your body feels things. Mm. body can feel but you as a being sense right you know it's like and that's the reason i brought up the thing about you know did you ever go home you know go to bed with somebody you knew you shouldn't and you did it anyway because you had a sense that it was wrong or a sense that it wasn't going to work or a sense that it was not a good idea but you did it anyway because they were cute because they flirted with you and because they said sure let's go home mm. you know and you're a man so you have a single digit iq that hangs between your legs so, <laughs> and you can't figure out how to have sex from your mind. Yeah, because it's a sense thing. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's a sense thing. What do you sense and what can this person receive? You know, it's like, and if we start asking, you know, functioning from the questions instead of the answers, we start looking at different possibilities, then we can be aware of things that don't make sense quote unquote, and how they'll work. Mm. You know, like with this, this resort that we have in Costa Rica, uh, we found the property. I offered to buy it. The guy said, I said, can I pay you this amount of money? And he said, yeah. And I said, you know what? I just need six months to figure out how I can pay this. Two years later, I'm going, I'm, you know, I said to him, look, I'm sorry. I don't see how I'm going to be able to do this the way I had it figured out. It's not working. So if you want to sell it to somebody else, please do. And he said, no, the land is waiting for you. I went, what? And it was. And it's like, I mean, everything we do with this land works out to our benefit. And there's no explanation of how it works that well. But it does. Continually. And I love and that. Like, okay, next. <laughs> and have you found that there are and so we were touching on this a little bit is like when we go against our sense um there's a bit of a like there's more resistance down that path yeah there's usually more resistance when you go against what you know it tends to make everything everything shows up with more resistance and everything shows up with difficulty mm. and it's like and you have to overcome obstacles rather than having obstacles melt in front of you mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, I often tune into that. And the way I've started looking at it recently is when I start tuning into what I what you call deep knowing and I refer to as intuition, but I love this idea around deep knowing because intuition sounds like a bit more of a hunch, whereas deep knowing has more of like a it's a more crystalline, if I if I can put yes, it that it's, way. It's it's not more crystalline, it's more substantial. Yeah. That's and it and it will show you how to get to where you know rather than advise you that maybe you can get there 
Mm. So you get to the point where you begin to trust yourself more. And that's the thing I think is most important. People have to learn to trust themselves because we've been taught to question everything and, you know, be in question of what we know and what we can do as though somehow being in question or being in doubt is a greater way to get awareness, but it doesn't mm -hmm. give you awareness. But when you know something and you go, okay, I don't know why I know this or how I know it, but I know it, you know, and a whole different universe opens up. Just the wisdom in what you just said, Gary, which was, we think that asking more questions opens up our awareness to new things, but that's not necessarily the case. No, but trusting ourselves and trusting our awareness of things, you know, it's like <clears throat> after I got my last divorce, um, I met a lady and I thought, oh my God, she's so wonderful. And I went, I think I could have a relationship with this person. And I went, okay, there's a little niggle at the back of my head. What am I not looking at? And I kept asking, what am I not looking at? And all of a sudden she showed me how she functioned in life and where she functioned from. And it's like, if I had lived with her, I would have hated her in three years because mm. she didn't follow her knowing. She always came to her rational mind to try and determine the results she could get, whether she could get it or not. I don't use my rational mind to create results. I ask the question, what's this going to create? If I choose this, what's this going to create in the world? And it's like most people don't do that. Because I realize that whatever you choose, it creates your world. Mm. You know, and it's like one of the things I started doing is when something didn't work out well, I go, okay, so what unconsciousness did I choose here that kept this from working? And where was the 10 second of unconsciousness I chose that made this come out this way? And I began to identify those places where I chose unconscious instead of conscious. And when I chose unconscious, things would not work out well. And I watch people choose the not conscious choice time after time after time, and then they wonder why their life is a mess. Mm. And I listen real closely to what people say, and it's like as they say, I notice that What's coming out of their mouth is exactly what's showing up in their life. Mm -hmm. You know, I can't do blah, blah, blah. And guess what? If you think you can't, you can't. <laughs> I can't believe this. Okay, if you can't believe it, then you can't be aware of it, which means you can't change it. Mm. Yep, it's like your life is a printer and what's in the computer yeah. is what's being printed out and the words. Exactly. Are... You know, it's like when they talked about computers as being garbage in garbage out mm -hmm. oh, well that makes sense because <laughs> i see people doing that they put this garbage in and then they come to these conclusions and then nothing works mm -hmm. and they wonder why mm. gary i want to ask you a question um around how to ask neutral questions because i'm noticing that you're asking a lot like you do ask questions of yourself and you referred to this earlier in terms of Oh, why did I do this? You know, and it, it is it, the energy of it sounds like it's an accusation to self. Um, <coughs> why is always an accusation, an mm. accusation. Right. Can Whenever you, you choose yeah, why you with yourself or anybody else, it's an accusation. Mm -hmm. So how but do you the approach good this? People only accuse you of what they themselves are doing. Mm. Oops. <laughs> what am I doing with that accusation I'm making of myself? Mm. 
And so how do we reprogram that into more of a neutral sort of like, is there a, is there a technique? Or a I don't look at it as a neutral question. Hmm. I look at it as a question that will unlock what I seem to be stuck in. Right. What do I need to look here? What do I need to look at? Not how do I get this right? And the majority of people I see function so much from I need to get this right or I'm going to be wrong or I need to get it right because otherwise I'm wrong or I need to be wrong so I know I'm right. You know, but none of that has any reflection on what's actually true. How do you get to truth? Ask a question. It opens the door to possibility. Mm. Yeah. If I'm completely vulnerable, what's coming up for me in this moment is often when I'm interacting with situations and scenarios, I find myself asking, how do I progress this to the next stage? So trying not to get bogged down in the minutiae of the narrative and the drama of whatever's going on in any situations. Like, okay, how do we actually move the conversation forward? But can I make, what I'm really, you, can I make you a suggestion? Yeah. How is never a, that's as though there's a method, mean, or modality. What keeps this from changing is a question that will get you far further. Mm-hmm. What's creating this situation? You know, and so I have four basic questions I ask people to use. What is this? What do I do with it? Can I change it? And if so, how do I change it? And those four questions will pretty much handle your whole friggin' life. <laughs> Can you repeat them again? What is this? What is this? Mm-hmm. What do I do with it? Uh-huh. Can I change it? And if so, how do I change it? Mm. Right. right. And when you function from the how do I change this perspective, it's like a whole lot of things open up, a whole lot of things change, and you get greater possibilities showing up with no, quote unquote, real reason. Mm. Logical reason. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's like we try to use our logic thinking, you know, it's like my basic point of view is if logic would work, I wouldn't have any problem. <laughs> that I'm makes really too much sense. Gary, stop it. <laughs> I'm really smart. And it's like, I have a great logical mind and I can logicize anything. Mm. Mm. And like, but the logic isn't making it work. So what will? Uh-huh. So I'm hearing this undercurrent of asking, yeah, these simple questions that really help you drop further into experience rather than understanding. Yeah, the thing, the problem is if you finally understand something, you're probably standing under somebody else's idea. Mm. Standing under. Understanding equals you're standing under. What if you had no standing over? What if you were, you know, one of those... uh, people who stand over everything, you know, stand outside and look at it. Years ago, I read Stranger in a Strange Land. Mm-hmm. And Heinlein talks about the fair witness, who the fair witness puts on their robe and they look at what's going on and they record it in, in their own head and they report it. And it's like mm-hmm. they'll stand at the corner of a house and they'll say, what color is this house? And they can only respond with, on these two corners, it's this color. The others are not available. So you cannot extrapolate 
and decide they are something else when you haven't seen them. <laughs> and taking that point of view with everything, you begin to see that you know people come to conclusions all the time that are not based on all the facts. Hmm. They take a few facts, a few terminologies, a few things, put them together to create a conclusion. And if you do from conclusion, you're always going to end up missing something. Mm. And that's going to create the problem you have run into. And this comes back to questioning versus conclusion. And yeah, yeah as you're sharing that with me, one of the things that um, <clears throat> just triggered in the back of my mind was, um, yeah, the conversation around uh, like for kids, like teaching them that, hey, like this is grass versus we call this grass. Um, yeah because it has an infinite potential, like being this more is than called just... grass. Yeah. yeah I loved it. The, the lady who's our worldwide coordinator, Simone Millicis, who's an Aussie. Mm. And she was with her niece and they were doing, I spy with my little eye, something that is blah, blah, blah. And then you have to guess what it is. She spies, right? Yeah. And so she was going down the street and she says, I spy with my little eye, something that is brown. And they couldn't guess it and couldn't guess it and couldn't guess it. And they finally said, okay, so I'll pay you a dollar if you tell me what it was. <laughs> it's grass. And she said, oh, my God, we are in Australia in the middle of a drought and the grass is brown. Mm. And, you know, it's like she thought she would see grass as green because mm. that's the way she had grown up with the grass always being green. Mm. But her niece, who was six, and only seen brown grass. Mm. She didn't okay. know that such a thing as green grass. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. your experience that you know determines how you see the world. Mm. You know, it's like I had a wife who who was younger than I was by about 10 years. And I said, you know, it's like I remember when they invented spray cans. She said, There's always been spray cans. <laughs> no, there haven't. <laughs> you know, but she was, you know, she was 10 years younger than I was. So she did, wasn't there when they invented spray cans. There had always been spray cans in her world. Mm. Mm. So she thought I was nuts. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and right. cell phones. Do you remember cell phones? <laughs> they had, you used to pull out the antenna. <laughs> yeah. And you carry this giant thing around with you and it weighed about 27 pounds. And you'd, you'd be talking on it. It was just bizarre. Now I got a big kick. At one point I was with my family and there were four of us in the car and all of us were on our cell phones talking to different people. I went, oh God, this is just ludicrous. Why don't we shut these things down and talk to each other? Mm. Everybody said, no. <laughs> you don't want to talk to me. No. Okay, never mind. Talk what you want. Uh, and I realized it's a different time. Mm. You know, and I hate emojis. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because they're an excuse for not being able to spell. Yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> and that's a language. You know, it's like how you're going to talk to, you know, somebody if you don't know how to spell. Mm. Right. <laughs> <laughs> super happy <Yeah>. face <laughs> i think they're trying to substitute some emotion into the conversation <laughs> yeah but they don't have any emotion <sighs> i loved it because i went out to lunch one time 
and I was there and there were these four girls sitting at a table talking to each other on their phones and laughing. Mm. And I thought, why don't you just talk to each other? Oh no, they wanted to be on their phone and they were texting to each other and they were talking to each other, but they wouldn't talk to each other without their phone. Mm. Their phone was the go between. Yeah. It's interesting um, where we're going with our evolution of technology. And I think an interesting question perhaps is how do we, like if we are creating like our reality, because one of the key things I wanted to touch base on was choice today. Um, Because I'm aware that a lot of your work at the heart of it for me just reminds me that we have a choice at any given time, at all times. Would you say that's safe to say? Yes. And choice is what creates. Choice is the source of creation, not decision, not conclusion. Choice is. Every time you choose something, you open the door to different possibilities. Mm -hmm. And from those possibilities, you get inspiration. And from the inspiration, you also get the contribution of the universe. Mm -hmm. The universe will do everything it can to take care of you. Yeah. And so in and so in there basically we're trying to pattern interrupt our mind so that we can choose experience and then choose from our experience. Choose from what you choose. You know, it's like if you choose to uh get together with somebody and you love them and then you choose to marry them, what gets included in the marriage besides all of their family? Yeah. That choice is not just a simple choice. That's a complex choice. Mm. But having sex with somebody is not a complex choice. It's just you choose to do it or not do it. Mm. So you got to look at what your choice is creating. It's like, you know, a hundred years ago, I was working as a waiter and, and I could work four days or six days or whatever I wanted. So I had roommates who would work for two weeks straight to get their rent, and then they take two weeks off. And they thought that was really great. And they'd go and they get sunburns and suntans, and they were very tan and tall and gorgeous, but they didn't go anywhere with their lives because it's like they spent their money having their two weeks off, and then they had to work like crazy to get their rent together and to pay their bills. Mm. So they would work every you know, two weeks out of the month to get their bills paid. I said, what if you worked like four or five days a week instead and took really good time off when you took time off? We are. Went, okay, fine. So I worked five days a week and I always had my rent paid and I always had money and I always had money in the bank. And they never did. Mm. And to this day, they still have almost nothing. Mm. Because their life became about surviving from need to need, not choice to choice. Mm. Mm. And so I can hear there the the choice and the experiences we want to have. And I can almost see it all coming together now. The the dropping into yeah. experience, the conversation around choose from a knowing of what you want to experience. And there's this yeah. this depth to to what we're what we're talking about. Um 
what is the work of access consciousness? Does that is that what we're trying to drop into that a field of? Yeah, well, it's all about it's you know, a set of tools and techniques so you can create whatever you really desire to create in your life. Mm. And one of the funny things about it is when the COVID thing set in and they started zooming and stuff, it's <laughs> like all of these people who had never been on Zoom were going, "How do you do this? I don't know how to do this. This is just gross. I hate this." Mm. You know. And, all of us were, you know, in our underwear having conversations with people. <laughs> you know, we look good on top. <laughs> you know, it's yeah. just a whole different universe when you function from that. Mm. The openness and the awareness. And so access consciousness um, is trying to bring us into the pattern interrupt of the mind so that we can actually access access consciousness and perhaps tap into that knowing that field of experience so that we can create from a deeper sense of knowing perhaps what is already a deeper sense of choice and what your choice creates. Mm. And one of the things I give people, I say, okay, so you ask the question, if I choose this, what will my life be like in five years? Be like, not look like. And when you start to ask those questions, okay, what will my life be like in five years? But I go a little further. I go 25 years, 50 years, 100 years, or 500 years. Hmm. It's like then I begin to see the things that are really important that I'm choosing and those that are not. Those that are just like, eh, no big deal. Hmm. You know, what, what you wear today is not going to make a difference 500 years from now. <laughs> what you choose today might. Mm. yeah and you got to be willing to have that and the other thing is you got to be willing to create the future mm -hmm. you know i mean with the covid thing i thought it was a great gift that we had the covid because it's like because of the choices people made what occurred was that they found dolphins in the channels in venice mm. fish the water was clear not murky and ugly you know, they found that they could see the Himalayas again in India. Mm. They found that you could have blue skies in Los Angeles, mm. which had not occurred since 1962. Luckily, I'm old enough to remember those kind of things. <laughs> you know, so it was interesting to see all these places where things healed up. I mean, they had wallabies running through the streets of Melbourne. Mm -hmm. What? There haven't been wallabies in the city of Melbourne in years. But there are, you know, there were during the pandemic. Mm. Yeah, the the space for, for radical healing when everything drops in is, yeah, is it's been a bit of a blessing. Um, yeah, it's been wonderful because it's like you see that we're not really killing the earth the way we thought we were. Because mm. mm. the earth will get rid of us in a heartbeat. And it also reminds us of the power of our choices, right? All, yeah. that, all, that, all that shifted was exactly. that if we just choose to like be at home and live in a little bit more harmony in terms of commuting everywhere, cars and combustion and all yeah. this sort of stuff, we can actually live in a greater harmony and balance. Like I don't like just from a simple perspective, living in a city, Melbourne, I just the birds, like I, I wanted to, oh, for I mean, a long time, I wanted to is amazing for its birds. <laughs> I love talking to people on the phone in Australia because the birds you hear in the background are unbelievable. Yeah. 
<laughs> go there, I hate them at four o'clock in the morning because that's oh. when they all get up. <laughs> I don't sleep that long when I'm in Australia because they get up at four o'clock in the morning. So do I. <laughs> yeah, but you learn to love it. And uh, yeah, yeah, my favorite is the kookaburra, <laughs> the, the one with the laugh. Mine too. <laughs> Noisy little fucks, but yeah, yeah. great. But humorous nonetheless. So I love I love the conversation that we're having. Now, if I can go deeper into that, um, just from my own questioning, um, Gary. So sometimes when I tune into what you call um what you call knowing, I call intuition, I'm gonna rephrase it and call it knowing for myself now, I think, on the back of this conversation. So thank you for that blessing. When I tune into my knowing, um, how I usually do it is I sort of close my eyes and I feel into like, normally I do it for decision-making when I have a choice Yeah. and I'll feel into, I literally just close my eyes and feel into how does this feel option one and it'll bring with it some light or some density and I'll kind of go, okay, you know, if it's dense, interesting, I'll tune into the next one and it feels lighter and it's like, okay, cool. Maybe that's the one to go with just because I feel lighter. I feel oh, you know, that's the one to go with and you always <laughs> go with the lighter. I can guarantee you. And so in that, I often like the narrative that I've built. And again, this is the mind. So I'm conscious as I'm sharing yeah. this with you, the narrative that I've built is perhaps that that feels lighter or it feels more expanded because that is the path of least resistance. Right No, Cause that's the path in which your choice creates the world you would like to have. Mm. Cause choice is how you get, to the world you'd like to have, the world you'd like to see, the world you'd like to have things be. Hmm. Yeah, we have this castle in Italy and it's at the top of a hill in this little tiny town. And it's like, it's so quiet and beautiful, it's amazing. And you sit outside and it's like, there's no noise, no noise. You can hear the, the leaves rustling, you can hear, you know, you can hear water running, you can hear all kinds of stuff, but you don't hear any real noise. So I made it a rule at the castle, no electronics. Uh-huh. There are no televisions. There's no electronic music. There's no iPods you get to play. If you need to have your iPod, you need to put earphones in. And we have musical instruments all over the castle for people to use and play. Mm-hmm. And we have a sense that, you know, it's like you need to learn to live with the silence. And the guy who's the manager says, we need to, we just need to get a couple of TV stars to come over here and stay and then we'll be filled all the time. And I said, absolutely not. Mm. He goes, what do you mean? I said, number one, they'll demand TVs. They'll demand their loud music. They'll demand that they get everything they want the way they want it. They'll demand to eat in their rooms and they'll demand to have sex on top of the duvets. I said, this one duvet costs $12,000. No one is to have sex on top of it. You can have sex, all the sex they want underneath it, but not on top of it. I said, I made the rules because I'm trying to get people to see the gift of silence. Because we almost don't have silence on our planet anymore. Mm. You know, I mean, you go into department stores and they'll have eight different TV sets on go into a bar, they'll have four different channels on TVs. It's like, why do we have to inundate ourselves with noise all the time? What is the gift of that? Mm. I said, the people who have the wherewithal and the joy of silence will come here. Mm. 
And he went, oh. I said, don't you fucking invite those people. <laughs> I don't want them to come. Mm. I said, if they come here and they demand it, tell them no. Mm. We had one manager earlier who this guy says, I'll help you advertise your your thing. I'll make a, a video of me singing in your castle. And he put on his electronic music. And I say, you turn that shit off. I said, we're not here for you to have a great thing. Sing a cappella or get the fuck out. And silence helps us tune into silence is an experience of its own. Um, yeah. And it, but it also begins uh, to let us hear ourselves. Yeah. And you, you, you miss distraction a lot more when you're in silence because you can't really yeah. get distracted. Can you? No. When you're silenced, you're not distracted. You get to look around and see what's around you. And the one thing I noticed about the silence is you look out and you look at the countryside and stuff. You go, oh, my God, this is so beautiful. Why would anybody want to watch TV instead? Mm. Yeah, the stimulus and response for the chemicals in the mind that <laughs> draw yeah. so much addiction from it. Yes. Well, it's like... You know, everything has been about creating the artificial intelligence as the gift that we need to have. What if we didn't need artificial intelligence? No more emojis. <laughs> and so, Gary, you fundamentally believe that we do have choice living in like... Oh, I don't fundamentally... I know we have choice. Mm. And I know that every choice we make creates something. Good, bad, or ugly, we create it. Mm. You know, and I learned that when I was 20. That every choice I would make would create something. What was, it gonna, what was this choice going to create? Mm. You know, it's like when you drink too much and you puke your guts out afterwards. Did you know that if you puke, you know, you're going to puke your guts out if you drank that much? Yes. Did you want to know that you knew it? No, because you wanted to drink so much you could puke your guts out. Why would that be your choice? Cute, not bright. Mm. Little digit IQ, not sure. <laughs> so tell me about, um, let's say if we, okay, so we can choose anything we want, but then sometimes we don't like make the choice, like, you know, as you said, we don't make uh, the most conscious choice. Um, is that where we identify limiting beliefs, would you say? Is that what's going on? Well, that's on? how we help create them. You know, we create our limiting beliefs. We buy our limiting beliefs. Mm. You know, it's like, I'm sure you had nobody in your family who was trying to limit what you were aware of. <laughs> ah. <Yeah>. Never. <laughs> not Never. once. Not ever. <laughs> not once. Not ever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, it's like I, you know, my, my mother and father said, Gary, you can do anything. You have the ability to do anything. But don't do that because that's not good. And don't do that because that's not too good. And don't do that because that's not good. And I went, mm. that makes me want to do it. Yeah. And they said, that's just not the way you're supposed to function. Mm. I went, oh. But one of the things that happened is my dad loved Western movies. Mm -hmm. So every weekend we'd go to a double feature of Western mo movies at the local theater. Have popcorn and soda pop. No candy. And we, you know, it's like, and supposedly this was the way to live. Mm. 
And I learned a little bit about Shakespeare. And I said, I want to go to the Old Globe Theater because I lived in San Diego at the time. And they had this little theater called the Old Globe. And they put on Shakespeare plays. I went, I want to go see Shakespeare. You'll never be able to understand that. That's just gobbledygook. They don't even speak English. <sighs> okay, but I want to go. Mm. And so I went. And my dad thought it was crazy because I wasn't going to see John Wayne and Randolph Scott. And I went and I loved it. I understood everything they said. Yeah. He said, how do you understand it? I said, I don't know, but I just did. Mm. It was brilliant. It's such a brilliant language. Mm. And I don't know how I understood it. Later on, I learned that I had been in the Elizabethan times with a past life regression thing. I went, oh, that's how I understand it. Mm. Okay, good. I like being able to understand things. But I had the experience when I was in college. I was this teacher that I had. She taught English literature, but every summer she went to Greece to travel around in Greece and look at everything. And she got out her slides and she was showing us. And this is the temple of Athena in so-and-so. And I said, no, it's not. In my head, and I went, whoa where did that come from mm. and then she said oh no i'm mistaken it's the, this and this and this place i went holy shit how did i know that it was wrong mm. and then i went to see the longest day and they were talking german and i understood it i'd never <laughs> heard german in my entire life and i understood exactly what they were saying and there was no subtitles on it <laughs> I went, holy fuck, what, how do I know all this shit? Mm. You know, and it just was the way it worked. I just knew. Right. And because I was willing to know, I got to know more. Mm. Yeah. I appreciate that. And so what I hear in there is, yeah, there are limiting beliefs that are packed in on us and they are just the, the invitation to be open to what's available beyond the limiting beliefs um, yeah. and just staying open and curious. And if there is a limiting belief, perhaps. Curious asking, is the main thing. Hmm. Be in question. Yeah. Be in question. What's this? What do I do with it? Can I change it? So how do I change it? How do I change it? Those four questions. Definitely love that. And so one of the things that from a really practical standpoint, I think that was a real solid takeaway. One of the other things I wanted to tune into Gary is like, I'm hearing that we consciously choose our reality and we create it time to time. Moment Mostly to moment. we unconsciously choose. Yeah. Right. And we can also take the opportunity, the opportunity is there for us yes. um, to consciously create it. Um, even for someone like myself or someone that's tuning into this podcast episode that perhaps knows that, um, but still doesn't take the time to put pen to paper. Um, well, it's not the time and it's not the pen to paper. It's the place where you look at it, you realize something didn't look and went, okay, what choice did I make there that was unconscious? Mm. It takes 10 seconds of unconsciousness to suffer a hundred million years of pain and suffering. If you know that, you might decide, okay, I'm not going to be unconscious anymore. I don't want to suffer for 10 million years. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. 
And so do you think there is like a, but do you think there's a reason why even knowing and knowing and knowing that people have a conscious choice, they still don't make conscious choices? What do you think is in there? Well, they say make conscious choices, but mostly they mean get the right choice. Mm. See, it's like they're not trying to give you infinite choice. They're trying to give you right choices to choose. Most of the metaphysics and, and other religions all try to teach you to choose the right thing. Mm-hmm. You choose rightly, your life will work. If you choose wrongly, it won't. Mm. What? It's pre-programmed belief, yep. And so in there, if we've got the opportunity to choose, and like you said, the infinite choice, perhaps that could be overwhelming, but then do we come back to the knowing of, I know that this is, and I know that I know that I know. The thing is, it's only overwhelming because you're not willing to know everything you know. Mm. Yeah. If you were willing to know everything you know, then you'd have no, you'd have no queries, nor would you have any place where you had to doubt you. Mm. So it's deeper than trust. Like the function from doubt, not from trust in themselves. Mm. But what I'm hearing is that doubt and trust are perhaps the same side, two sides of the same coin, and that it's deeper than trust. It's that. No, just trust. You have to learn to trust you. Mm. You You're not taught to trust you. Who taught you to trust you? Mm. Not many people. You. You're the only (laughs) one that taught you to trust you. Yeah. Because everything that's ever worked in your life, you knew it was going to work. You know, and everything you decided you had to pass by somebody else to see if they thought it would work, you never did. Mm. Yeah, that's really, really hitting the nail on the head for me because there's been some massive life decisions that I've made in my life where it was contrary almost to what the standard advice was um, from so many people. And the one I'm thinking to is back when, um, yeah, I got diagnosed with depression and they were like, okay, now you've, now you've just realized um, that you've had depression for six years. And I was like, okay, I'm moving cities. And everyone was like, dude, you've just realized you've got your family, your support network here. And I was like, no, I'm moving cities. Um, I want a clean slate. I want to be able to start like integrating a whole new way of being. And everyone was you like, mean you know that you could change your whole life? <laughs> you're bad. You're smart. <laughs> I enjoyed <laughs> but yeah and then yeah just the the conversation around perhaps yeah just knowing that that was what i needed at the time um yeah like, knowing what you needed at the time and going how do i get this you know because mm. essentially that's what you did how can i get this and you went i'm moving to the country i love that gary yeah. mate <laughs> i just want to i really want to thank you um today's conversation didn't go anywhere near where i thought it was going to go and it just went so Never much done. deeper. <laughs> okay, I guarantee you, no matter what you think you're going to get out of me, you're not going to get it. <laughs> it went so much deeper and just the conversation yeah. around, yeah, like experience and yeah. choice and knowing. Oh, man. Like that's given me a lot to sit with and I'm hoping that the, I know that the listeners as well. Uh, right. Yeah, just the, the conscious. Well, I've, I've got a new book out hmm. called The Lady. The Lady. And I will see if I can get one sent to you. Oh, thank you. Because it's a great book and it might give you a little more ease with the ladies. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, you don't have that much trouble because you're too damn good looking, you fucker. 
But <laughs> what my wife might have something to say about that. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Awesome. Gary, I really want to thank you for your time, your energy, your presence pleasure. here today. And to pleasure. be honest, like, yeah, just, you know, you, you definitely inspire me, the work that Access Consciousness is doing. And it's it just helping people interrupt their patterns to drop into the experience of living, which is such sweet medicine in a time like the one that we live in now, where, like you said, there's so much yeah. distraction and, you know, there's just these experiences waiting just at the end of our nose for us to drop into, but we, we remain distracted and don't necessarily yes. go there. I just want to thank you and acknowledge you for that. And not just like being here today, but you know, the amount of work that goes into it and just the context with which you bring with your presence again and again to the message that you stand behind, like you said, 77 plus and definitely not slowing down, like here to just consciously create, staying open. I'm I'm cranky sometimes, but I'm cranky. (laughs) Thank you for the Thank you so much. Really appreciate it. You're a gift. Thanks for being that. Thanks for listening in to another amazing episode of The Inspired Evolution. If you're loving these episodes, make your way across to YouTube, click subscribe. Fresh episodes are launched every Monday with highlights being released throughout the week. Thank you so much. And hey guys, just so you know, a lot of love, heart, soul and work goes into these episodes. So if you could, please leave us a five-star review and comment on iTunes. I love reading your positive feedback. It fans the flames of the passion to continue to create and help you live the life that you love. Thank you so much for your wonderful feedback. I can't wait to see you again in the next episode. Big love from Amrit. And remember to stay inspired to evolve. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.